everybody, this is uh, Alessio Longo. I am an Italian uh, Tai Chi and Qigong uh, practitioner and teacher, and uh, I'm recording this uh, English language podcast on Tai Chi and Qigong. First of all, I would like to apologize for the quality of my English. I'll do the best that I can. Uh, in the previous episodes, uh, we discussed the root of these two disciplines, like uh, Tai Chi, Qigong, uh, the two terms, uh, where in the Chinese uh, philosophy they have their root, and we discuss how the root of the Chinese philosophy that is uh, at uh, the beginning of these practices uh, is not so different uh, from the beginning of the Western thought. So, and we also discuss uh, one of the main terms this, uh, used in these disciplines and philosophy, which is the term qi, energy, qi in Japanese. Um, and so, with the description of the term qi, we, can, we have a bridge from the theory, because we can find it in the ancient Taoist uh, uh, and also Confucian books, I think about Manchus, for example. And we can bridge with this term from the theory to the practice. So, what in practice people were doing when referring to Qi? If somebody operates on another person's Qi, we are in the field of what we later called the Chinese medicine. So, the practitioner is acting of the, on the Qi on the other person. And the theory of the Qi, in this case, is of the uh, is a theory of illness of the unbalance. What is happening when the the unbalance of the chi in the person is so deep that illness arises? We can think about the acupuncture, which is only one aspect of the Chinese classical medicine, and we can think about also about tuina. We can think about the use of herbs and so on. But this podcast is on another aspect of the influence on the chi, and it, and it is the practitioner acting on his own chi, mainly, mainly with the use, I, I would say, mainly with the use of the mind. Now, we enter in a, a very, a very a very difficult realm to bridge between the two cultures. I make you an example. A few days ago, the CEO of Adidas China told reporters, I was reading a, a report in English, that Adidas would like to buy back hurt and minds of the Chinese people. Now, I was really wondering, in Chinese, which terms he used to separate and describe hurt and mind. Because what actually happens in the Chinese tradition is that uh, what we refer to as mind is uh, referred to also with the term sin, which is earth as well. So you can see that something that is so basic for the Western culture, which is the difference between the earth and the mind, is not even so clear in the Chinese tradition. But anyway, let's say that with his earth mind, the practitioner is influencing the balance of the different aspects of the chi inside his system. We cannot even tell that the practitioner is only influencing the balance of his physical body, 
because the tradition tells us that during his practice, the practitioner discovers that he does not have only one body, which is uh, the physical body he was referring to at the beginning of the practice, but he expands his, present, his presence and expands what he or she calls uh, he or herself. It becomes bigger, uh, it, can, it can be differentiated in different realms, let's say. Uh, so the, the physical reality and the emotional reality and the mental reality, if you want, starts to separate and to represent different levels of the same realm in a, under a certain point of view. But we have to go step by step to analyze the discipline and the, the levels that uh, I have just described. And we have thus start from the beginning. So what usually does the, the practitioner of Qigong at the beginning is to calm the mind and the body in order for the Qi to settle and balance. So, for example, running six miles is a form of Qigong. We know that running is good for health. And we also know that running is good for the status of the mind. So maybe ancient Chinese practitioners were wrong, not including running six miles as a Qigong form. But in the tradition, we do not have fast action as qi, described as Qigong. We have mainly static exercises or slow and continuous exercises, which also require the settling of the breath. So you can see that there is some, something that separates clearly the Western fitness and wellness practices and the Eastern Qigong practices in the way I just described. So if you are completely new to Qigong, if you go, uh, it is always beautiful to say if you go in the park in China, you will see people practicing Qigong. In the many years that I've lived in China, I have mainly seen people uh, dancing, Western foxtrot or similar activities. So uh, as you can see, uh, both cultures are uh, pushed forward toward what they see as new and exotic. So mainly Chinese retire will go in a park or under a bridge in a white space, encounter, um, put on some music and dance, shaking their body. And, uh, uh, and I think many people in the West will feel embarrassed by something like this, but uh, they do not hold. They have fun together. Uh, often, in, especially in the cities, they retire much earlier that what we are doing in, uh, in the West. You can easily be retired at 55 years old in China. I guess in the US or in Europe, many people tend to work uh, after day 65. Anyway, so uh, I wouldn't say if you go in China in the park, you find people doing Qigong, but some of them still do. So if you see somebody which is just standing still, 
this is a form of uh, qigong called jiangzhuang or or jingshi standing pole or standing practice or you will see them doing continuous and slow movements for example one hand go up and one hand go down or but well both hands go up and both hands go down and from these basic patterns the hands start to do other Uh, patterns as well, for example, taking the hand up and then both of them go down toward the center of the belly and they open in the side and they go near to the body as well. So they do very simple, very slow movement. One difference of the Qigong at his basis with yoga, for example, at least the modern yoga that I see is widely practiced in the West, is that the movement are almost very easy everybody can do that movement the difficulties are not in the movement you are not asked to stand on one leg uh, bend your chest forward and uh, push with the other leg outside and keep both of the arms uh, open which uh, people with uh, an unstable balance or older people could not do not really you also have this kind of activities especially coming from the martial art realm for example in the basic shaolin exercises but in the qigong for health you if you can stand you can basically already do that the movement what is difficult is to understand how you can use that movement to balance and settle the energy inside your system and so this is the the first step let's say and the first description that we can give to qigong Some people say uh, qigong is related to breathing exercises and the word word qi is a representation of breath. I I tend to disagree because uh, qi is uh, related uh, but not coincident with breath. And many systems at the beginning avoid to apply specific breathing practices or exercises. So the first thing you will do at the beginning in Qigong is to act on the tensions present in your body. So it is like if excessive and blocked muscular tension disalign your skeleton, disalign your balance and block the basic flow of the qi inside your body. This is what we call stress. A body which is stressed which is tense is not letting the energy flowing so you can see the difference between what qigong is looking for at the beginning and what western fitness practices and many people will disagree but i put yoga in the western fitness practices at least the 95% of the yoga that i see doing around in the west something does not become an energetic practice in the eastern point of view because you simply add a breathing technique at uh, coupling it with a movement it is not that simple to be honest so the difference is that if you are strong if you can run for uh, the six miles we talked before if you can do push-ups if you can uh, touch with your finger your Uh, your toes and so on you are doing something that is healthy we know that you are doing something which is energizing for you we know that we can also criticize the ancient chinese tradition 
underlining that they were missing some basic points that we are training in the West, but from their point of view, if you are not relaxing and if you are not freeing your juncture, if you are not changing the stressed status of your body, releasing the tension in the muscles, but if, if you are on the contrary increasing the tension of the muscles in order to achieve the movement of the performance, you are not working on your energetic status and you are not letting your energy settle. So this is an introductory episode on uh, Qigong, more will follow. Uh, uh, have a good day and uh, stay tuned for the next episodes.